Nope, I'm good. We're good. We're gonna roll. No one likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated fast and furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Daryl, we have a special guest. Indeed, we do. We're joined this week by a friend of the podcast, my coworker and friend, B. Hi, you work at Telon Industries? I do, and we have talked about this, Nick, but it's all right. I was on the podcast once. (laughs) I know, I know. You were on our 100th uh, episode, Spectacular. I was, and it was a lot of fun. So thank you for having me on again, guys. It is an honor. Um, I have listened to you guys, um, well, since Daryl told me about the pod. (laughs) You listen to this show every week? (laughs) Um, okay, so not every week, but yeah, I do no. listen. I, <laughs> that makes, that makes I do more. listen. <laughs> I do listen. I have put people onto the pod as well. Wow. Um, you know, I will say I just like the conversations that you guys have. I, I think you guys have a great, um, you know, kind of banter and back and forth. And, um, yeah. I enjoy keep it. I'm turning so. red over here. Keep, keep going. <laughs> keep going. That's incredible. No, I mean, you guys, you guys, um, you know, I don't know how long you feel like, you know, talking about Fast and Furious. I think it's great to talk about it. But I think you guys, um, you know, will continue to be successful um, because you guys, I don't know, you guys just work really well together on the pod. So, I mean, yeah, keep it going. Thank you very much. And we're so happy to have you here, B. We all watched Fast Five this week. Yeah, was this your first time seeing a Fast and Furious movie, or are you were you versed in the in the Tuniverse? So I am I am somewhat versed, mm-hmm. um, not as well versed as you guys, obviously. Hard to um, be. Very hard to be. No one <laughs> you guys be. have dedicated. <laughs> Actually, oh. there's nothing wrong with I'm. I'm an avid uh, listener, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing you guys talk about it. Um, we'll not watch the movies as many times as y'all do, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen um, most of them, not all of them. I think there are, are at least nine, right? There are nine, yeah. There are nine, okay. Um, so I have seen bits and pieces of each one, but not all of them in full. Um, except for the first six. The first six you've seen? Yes. Yeah. In full. Yeah. 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 And your general opinion about those movies? Um, well, the first one, I kind of remember when that came out. I think I was in middle school or something. And I've always loved cars. Like, I wanted a GTR when I was, like, nine years old. Like, nice. I got my, yes. you know, like, I I thought the Nissan, don't laugh at me, but I thought the Nissan 350Z was, like, the most amazing car on the planet as well. Like, I was like, it's so cool. Like We all love that car. And then <laughs> and the Audi TT, I was like, oh, my God, that's mm-hmm. my favorite. But, you know, um. So, yeah, so when that came out, the second one came out, I was so into it. Um, Tokyo Drift came out, and I was, like, not feeling that one um, when it first came out. But I think y'all like that one. We, we, I think we I have someone. a love and respect <laughs> for it, I would say. Yeah, I think you guys do. I've, I haven't seen that one in, in years, probably. Yeah. So I think it's worth giving it another shot. If you're talking about the 350Z as being one of your favorite cars of all time, though, like Tokyo Drift is your movie you need to be watching. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I do need to pay it another visit, you know. Um, And I probably will now that I'm talking to you guys about it. So thanks for the inspiration. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Um, So we did... Did you do a top five list? Because we've been going through these and making top five lists of our top five performances in these movies. And they are arbitrary and dumb. But we're making them anyway because we got nothing else to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I did not. I told Daryl, don't expect that from me. Okay. I can give you, <laughs> I can give you um, my favorite performance from this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's fresh in my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, hands down, it has to go to Vin. You know, I just felt like, 
he was just consistent from beginning to end. I mean, yeah. but also Vin is also just like, I know what to expect from Vin. Like he's just, you know, he's just that dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I really like that performance at the end with the, with the vault and him doing like the, like swerving. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about this great. on a couple of these episodes. Like the skill to have in this franchise is good. Like car acting. You know, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and he nails that down. Really you know, I was like, "Dang, I want to be," you know, "I want to be in that car with him." Like, that's dope. That seemed like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Scary as hell, but fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely Vin for this one. Also, um, uh, Gal, is that her name? Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Oh, Gadot. Yeah. Um, the Superwoman lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when she was she. In a, she was in a three fifty Z too. When she was, uh, they were in that little, not not yeah. that little, but that warehouse. Yeah, and yeah, they were that. testing out the cars with the cameras. That's and right. I just like I loved how she whipped it, you know. And then Han was just like, <sighs> <laughs> I know. I was like, moment. yes, gal. I was like, get it, because I love girls that can drive stick. Um, obviously I love Letty, but she wasn't in this one. Um, and it's I drive the movie's great like, yes, like, yeah. yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> if I'm thinking about that movie, I was just thinking about, oh, um, uh, Giselle and Han. Is that the first time Han has seen drifting? Is Giselle the one that inspires him oh. to love drift? Because canonically, be. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of insane, but number three <laughs> takes place between six and seven. So, and in seven, Han teaches this fucking hillbilly to drift <laughs> in Tokyo. Uh, but we've theorized about like where Han learned drifting from, and maybe Giselle. Maybe. Do they do a drifting? Because Han's in four, but only in the beginning, and they kind of just go in a straight line on that. Uh, trailer heist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. From his great love, Giselle. Wow. Well, Daryl, how about you and I go through our top fives and B, chime in on our opinions and tell us how <laughs> what idiots we are, and then that'll be a fun <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Let's do it, guys. Um, all right. Mine, I'm going to start off. My number five is actually my number five and six together because it is Don Omar and Tego Calderon as Leo Mm -hmm. and Santos the two members of the gang who they kind of got shipped off to sea somewhere later in the franchise but in this one they kind of have a big role they do the bathroom heist I think they're both are they both Brazilian or I don't know to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I know Don Omar is a singer and sings that like uh, song that we <laughs> use at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> He's waiting for one of us to fill it in for him. This is what happens on the podcast every week. I wait for Daryl to like fill in the gap of information <laughs> I have in my head and it doesn't come. It doesn't right. come. Because we don't pay enough attention. I mean, I know, it's I know the song. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I'm not usually the first one to jump in with the uh, mm-hmm. acapella rendition. Mm-hmm. It's tough to live to live up to the real thing, you know. So, yeah. No, actually, no. You both should actually do it now. For the, do it for the pod. I mean, this is this is what we've all been waiting for. I'm sorry, we're getting some interruption. We're getting some interruption. Oh, here. the Zoom. The z- wait. Did no, it? everyone I, who's listening, this it, the I, everything is accurate. There's no disconnection. Uh, okay. I just so that was it. That was my rendition. I hope the Zoom didn't freeze up during it. So that was it. But I do think the two of them together are like fun chemistry. Like they got a good vibe going on. They're good with the rest of the team. That bathroom scene is funny and good, and. uh yeah, I think they like just bring what they need to bring to the movie. That's a good choice. My, I thought you were going to say that your five 
slash five six was going to be the same as my five six. Oh, but it's not true. But my five six is, I guess, the same person at this time, and maybe we'll be two different people later on. But Mia, played by Jordana Brewster, who also seems to be carrying a uh, unborn <laughs> cast member in her stomach. <laughs> We can't give a performance award to Jack the Unborn Baby. Jack, Jack the Unborn Baby okay. really was driving the plot this week, running through the tunnels, jumping off uh, roofs on the favela, both of them just sailing He's in the sky. Around, <laughs> you guys are so wrong for that. Oh my God. I know. I know. Uh, I think Mia does a good job in this. B, what's your opinion of Mia Toretto? Isolated to Fast Five or not? Yeah, no, I like her vibe. You know, I feel like she's always kept it cool. Um, in this movie, you know, she did her thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Mia. I like Mia. Yeah, I like Mia too. My problem with Mia, and it's like the incredibly not her fault part of this, is that like she's really not given a lot to do in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's why I tried to keep it cute just now for Mia, you know, um, because I can't really speak on anything else like, you know, any of her other performances in the other movies right now because, you know, they're not fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, but in this one, yeah, you know, she's pregnant. So she kind of, you know, she had to- she like sits at a computer a lot. Right. You know, she held down the, the tracking, you know, uh, you know, guiding them with yeah. the route, you know, when they took the vault. Um, you know, finding out that they were all on the wanted, you know, list. You know, that also was good. she speaks Portuguese. She drives mm-hmm. that Ford that Ford GT, and she jumps off roofs. Yeah, Big even action. while pregnant. So even I mean, pregnant. yeah. So no, that's pretty good. It's all pretty good, and she is the one I noticed right at the beginning in the bus heist. She is the one who like zooms in front of the bus and then has to do the dangerous thing and turn around and drive directly at the bus so it swerves out of the way. Yes, in that Honda uh NSX. Where she driving? That's yeah. it. Yes, in that NSX. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was dope too. But yeah, I gotta say, it's you're you're maybe the best car expert we've had on the <laughs> You're way better Dude. than the, us or anybody else who's come on this bus. <laughs> Thank um, you. All right, Daryl, who is your who is your number four performance? Uh my number four was easy. Uh I had I had Giselle Gal Gadot. Oh. For all the Gal reasons Gadot. we said before. She's great. Good yeah, to see she's her. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Have cars. Cool. I think she's maybe better in four, but that might just be my feeling about like how four sort of brought her into the stardom and into the universe and sort of like, she's such a dynamic standout in that movie Mm -hmm. that here, I think she's given a little less to do, uh, which is a bummer. Um, And I mean, the one scene of hers that's great is the one where she gets the handprint, right? Where she like does the like, sneaky spy shit with Han they sort of read each other and have this like cute moment and then she's mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna take control of this situation yeah as we women do yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and, don't um, send a man and she's good in a car she's good at car driving you know what I mean and like absolutely get some of these women in cars guys exactly yeah yeah. Exactly. More women in cars. Let's do it. We've been big. You know how to drive them that. drift. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's like she's definitely that moment when she drifts and Han sort of falls in love with her through the warehouse. You know, I actually really like what they do with that scene in terms of like piecing that scene together so that like all these boys are sort of fumbling around trying to get through these camera systems. And she's just like, I'm just going to do it. And, she, and mm-hmm. like the way the movie presents it to you is like she just like blows them out of the water, which I think is great. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I also thought it was so cute, like the little dialogue that Han and it's Giselle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Giselle had, you know, before she went up to uh, Reyes and uh, she, 
what did Han say? He was like, I saw your Jericho. No, he was like, how long have you been in the military? Like I saw your Jericho 491 or whatever it was. And like thumb rack in the slide straight up Mossad. (laughs) Right. And she was like, probably right around the time you quit smoking, you know, with how much you eat the chips, how you have to keep your mouth and hands busy. I was like, Oh, that's so cute. Like they're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have a great dynamic and like, are both beautiful too. It's like fun to watch movie stars be beautiful together. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. other part of that. It's like really great. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I missed. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to move on, but like, please, 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 please. No, real quick. I just wanted to say that's what I missed with like Vin and like Letty not being in this movie, yeah. you know, because I really love them together. Um, yeah. That's, that's all I was going to say. I think. That's a very good point. And I think the producers of this franchise strongly agree with you, which is mm-hmm. why Letty comes back in number six. Necessary. Um, necess- it was necessary. Uh, my number four is Elsa Pataki as Elena. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the translator for The Rock and sort of swept up in a world that's bigger than her. The husband dying thing. I mean, she's like given all this tropey bullshit to deal with as an actor. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my husband's dead. And like, all these men treat me like shit. And like, don't don't let me sort of be in the mix of their world. And she just kind of like does it. You know what I mean? She doesn't like play it off. She doesn't like become like a mope fest. She doesn't, you know, she's just like, she's in there. She's hanging. And then when Dom comes into her house to get the necklace back. She's like, she's there with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he has important things to say and she sort of doesn't take his bullshit in a way, you know? She's just like, yeah, I I mean, I get those feelings, man, but like, I'm not a fucking criminal like you, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm just, I like her performance. I think like she becomes another sort of sadly wasted part of the franchise later on. But, um, yeah, I think she's good in this movie, basically. Yeah, I love her role. She's actually someone, like her character, I would hang out with in real life. Like, she just seems like a dope chick, you know? (laughs) And um, going back to that scene with, you know, Dom uh, going into her apartment, you know, obviously, like, she was still, like, on cop mode, but you could tell... You know, she liked the dude because no woman is going to like, you know, keep stopping because Dom was trying to leave and she kept stopping him like, no, wait. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, no woman is going to stop a guy, you know, from leaving the apartment he just broke into, you know, to just chat. If you don't have like a little (laughs) bit of, you know. Yeah, I think she's got a lot of bit of. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think Elena or yeah, Elsa Pataki does a wonderful job in this movie. And I think. Her role in particular is there to, um, yeah, I mean, I think she makes Dom a lot more dynamic in this movie because she's there to go and see the man and not the man and not the criminal. And like, she's she's kind of open to that because, right, her whole thing is like, oh, uh, Reyes is, Reyes is evil. She knows that firsthand because right. he, had, he killed, like, her. killed her yeah. husband or whatever. Yeah, so she's supposed to be like in tune with like who's an actually who's actually a bad guy and who is doing what they need to do in circumstance. And she right. used Dom this, and I think she like I think she sells I think she sells that in a really good way. I completely agree. I completely agree. Daryl, number three. What do you got? Three. I got good old dog Vince. Matt Schultz. <laughs> I can't believe it. You put Vince on two of your fucking list, bro. I can't, I can't believe I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I like Vince. I think we had an ep- I think we definitely had an episode of Fast Fly where you like were talking about, man, I feel I feel bad for Vince. I feel bad for the, he has Absolutely. to like come back and then he just gets all of his dreams shot on by Dom and then pays the ultimate price of yeah. death. Yeah. And like I think since like uh, since that episode I every time I watch this I'm just like man that Vince is really having a rough time out there. Yep. 
Yep, he is. I don't think he's very good. <laughs> I don't think he's good. I, don't think he's... I, I named him after you. Dominic. <laughs> Nico. I named them after you. I'm just saying, like, we all say that Vin is a really good looking guy. Like, Vince is a really good looking guy. No, they hit he him with, is not. No, Damn, yeah, he that's is. Crazy. They hit him. He's shy. Really good looking. What? Really good looking. Yeah, though. like I feel like this. I feel no, like no, this. really good looking is a lot. Like I mean, he. No. I will give him attractive at most. I'm just saying. He's attractive to somebody. So I look at Vin now, and I just like Vin is just like so familiar to me. I see him all the time, and it's just like nothing. There's nothing here. Vince, though, on the other hand, great <laughs> to see this guy. <laughs> Imagine. Um, Daryl, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mesh, you guys, mesh tank, mesh tank top. The FBI is gonna come (laughs) knocking at your door for this, for this podcast. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. That's the craziest fucking statement I've ever heard. (laughs) You gotta, Uh, you gotta quit it. You gotta quit uh, it. Every time he gives that speech about like, after you fucked everything up in LA, I like. Fell through South America. Would have kept going if I didn't. Free falling through South America. Saw him in Ecuador like two weeks ago. (laughs) I'm just like, this dude is bad and can't act very well. (laughs) No, he can't. He cannot. Uh, I was like, okay, bye. I was bye. I was like, I can't. I can't deal with it. Vince is so cool. All right, so I don't, we're on episode 139, and I just want listeners to clock it. 22 minutes into episode 139 is the moment Daryl lost his fucking mind officially doing this podcast. Officially. It's fucking, it's over, dude. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. And you put him as number three, Daryl. Number three, Daryl. That's way too high. Like, really? You put Mia at five, Mia and Jack at five and six. I forgot about the baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. We've lost it on this Uh, one. We've lost it on this one. Okay, my number three is not Matt Schultz as Vince. uh I want to listeners. Listen, yeah. we're going to do some work on the edit here. <laughs> Nobody said Matt Schultz is good in this movie. So, <laughs> my number three is Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Luke Hobbs. <laughs> you mean Dwayne The Rock Johnson's beautiful, perfect goatee? And not Dwayne that The Rock Johnson, the actual... drips. Like... <laughs> the goatee it's, is sweating itself, I think. I don't even think it's his skin underneath. Uh-huh. I think it's the goatee is actually <laughs> dripping. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very forceful in my watch through this weekend. This weekend, he's he's like there. He stands up to his spot that's probably marked out on the ground for his blocking. He says the line, you know, and I just think like this is the first Rock's first big movie, and I can tell why. Like he shows up and he's like, "Here's the business." Do I think The Rock's attitude and general demeanor and character is good? Not terribly. But I do think, like, The Rock was ready to become a movie star, and this is the movie that did it. And, like, it's evident kind of why, you know? Mm -hmm. Was he not a movie star before this? Not really. I'm sorry. I need to circle back on what year this came out. You did. This, he, I mean, he had made the rundown by this time. The rundown was out. What's yeah, that? But, I don't oh, think the rundown that. is a movie you should maybe get into. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the oh, rundown no. stars that the rock. I believe as a some kind of like U.S. marshal or something trying to capture Stifler from the American Pie so. movies, John William Scott. Hmm. Um. In a jungle in Central America, maybe. What? Yeah. But that's the problem. Like, okay, so The Rock did The Scorpion King, which was like the almost direct-to-video. There is a very, very cute little kitten on the screen now, which is an amazing thing. Say hi to Athena. 
Athena. Say hi. Hi. This is one of two. Okay, go play. They're running around the apartment, so <laughs> don't mind me. If you see me looking around, that's because I'm looking at them just act up. It's all good. The Rock had Scorpion King, which was an almost direct-to-video mummy sequel. Oh, my God. I can't deal with this cat. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I keep getting distracted. He had Walking Tall, right, which was like the semi-true story about a truck driver guy who gets fed up with local gangsters and goes to beat them up. He has the rundown, but he almost gets stuck in this cycle of like not big, not movies that don't do very well, like sort of get like a January release action mm-hmm. flick kind of thing. Yeah, and like then he has this movie action. and he blows up. You know? He blows up? He doesn't like physically explode, his career in movie, blows but up. like in terms of his career, oh, okay. <laughs> doubles doubles in size. The Rock, the Rock was skinny in <laughs> in the rundown, and then yeah. had this movie, and then gained two hundred pounds of muscle. He did. Wow. Blow up. He almost looks inflatable at certain points in this movie. The dude is solid. Yeah, you the know, dude is I'm solid. Like, I was looking at the Rock, like, dang, like I know the Rock is fine, but like. You know, I was like, okay, this is a reminder. This is a good question I have for you, B. Big, good yes. question. Is The Rock an attractive human being? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah? My brother is fine. Absolutely. Okay. 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 He's not, he's not, let me clarify, he is not my type. But he is, <laughs> yeah. he is okay. a fine brother. <laughs> no, right. I'm serious. Like, I would not, that's too much, that's too much action going on right there. Mm-hmm. Like, the man, like, you know, one of my thighs is like two of his arms. I mean, two of my thighs are one of his <laughs> arms. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, so yeah, no, that's a little too much. But yes, he is a very handsome man. Absolutely. Uh, I, it's fair. I think like lis- longtime listeners will note that Daryl and I have maybe derided <laughs> the way The Rock looks just as like a physical presence in the world. Um, but, you know, I don't feel bad about it. I'm not, I'm not going to say, I don't feel bad about it. I think the dude looks crazy. You know, he's like a crazy, enormous human being. <laughs> and I get that. He's got a lot of that going on. Um, all right. The Rock is good in this movie. That's all I have. Daryl, do you have any opinions on that statement? The Rock is good in this movie. I guess so. I guess The Rock is good in this movie. I feel like we spent a, I feel like we spent that whole season dogging on The Rock, and it yeah. just it lingers with me. It's hard for me to do the I refresh. The he's refresh better in every six. season. He's better in six as an actor. He's better in six. But just as like a movie star making moment in the world, I'm just putting him in there. I'm putting. Him in. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean. Dale cannot. I mean, he almost I fell like pulling over. teeth right now. <laughs> I wish you guys who are listening and gals could see Daryl's face. I could have mm-hmm. seen his face just now. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think the first time I two. saw. Yeah. Sorry, Daryl. I cut you off. I cut you. That's off. okay. I was like the first time I saw Fast Five. Very excited to see The Rock. I think I went on to watch as many Rock movies as I could. Yeah. After that, clearly it did something for you. I've been affected. Yeah. It's an affecting performance. That's why. Okay. Number two for me is uh, uh, Joaquim de Almedia. Is that how you say it? Joaquim? Joaquim, Joaquim de, de Almedia. Almedia. Uh, That's also my number two. I think he's very good. He is very good. I think very he's good. very evil. And very scary, and very business-like, and uh, almost sympathetic. Like, he does a nice thing where like he almost becomes sympathetic at a point where he talks about, uh, talks about like the Portuguese, like when the Spanish came in versus when the Portuguese came in, right? Where he's like, yeah. give them money and handouts and things and like you'll get the people on your side you sort of see a little factor of like where his thinking comes in 
not mm-hmm. in this really like I feel bad for the guy sympathetic way, but just like I like when the bad guys have a little bit of like that motivation to their bad guyness, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, go ahead. Yeah, I like Reyes a lot. I put him as two as well. I think in the yeah, yeah in, in the, the grand scheme of Fast and the Furious bad dudes, he falls somewhere between Carter Verone and Braga. Braga's number one, dog. Braga's number one, but yeah, Braga. On the, we should do a list of the top five bad guys, but Braga is number one. You don't and think Carter Verone is I mean, probably number seventeen. <laughs> you don't think um, Owen Shaw gets to be at number one? Owen Shaw is really good. Oh, but does he not count anymore because he became a good guy? Well, there's that. Cipher is good. The good bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if he's Shaw. the best bad guy. Oh, I'm sorry, B. No, sorry. I just wanted to clarify. Shaw is uh, my guy, Jason Statham, right? That that's Shaw too. So there's two Shaws. Shaw two. They're brothers. One is Luke Evans, and one is Jason Statham. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Copy. Go ahead. Um. I would say like he's not the best bad guy in the series. Like generic biz- evil businessman is not the most exciting thing. And again, we've talked over and over again about how like the better bad guys are the ones who get in cars. In the you know what I mean? Who will drive? Like Owen Shaw is a great bad guy because he gets in a car. Um, but I do think he's one of the better acted, better performed uh, pieces, and especially in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, he's good. Any thoughts on Reyes, B? Um, yeah, I didn't think he was scary. I know you said you mm. thought he was a little scary. Well, I was like, no, he's like, he's pretty regular. I mean, like, you know, in the, like, Savella Lord, you right. know, multi-millionaire, hustler, drug dealer, smuggler kind of way. But, like, I didn't think he was, like, scary. Like, oh, I'd be, like, scared to talk to him. Like, his character... But um, I don't know. I've seen scarier characters in movies yeah. and, uh, you know, real life. So, yeah. no, I mean, I, so, yeah. I hear you. I just do go back to the moment where he, he beats a guy's head in with the paperweight thing. Mm-hmm. Which he, keeps a lot of, he keeps a lot of paperweights on his desk. No papers. No papers, a <laughs> lot of paperweights. So you know what those are for. Watch yourself. <laughs> yep, yep. Next time you go into an office, <laughs> look at the paperweights, guys. That'll um, tell a lot. Daryl, number one. I think all three of us got the same number one. No, we don't. Okay, well, my number one is Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto. Thank you. B, I'm on your side. I think he's good in this movie. I think this is peak Vin Diesel. I know we talked about how The Fast and the Furious, the first one, is the defining Vin Diesel performance. But this one is like peak Dom Toretto where he has a perfect mixture of like his young charismatic self with like his gravelly, monotone, tough guy stuff. And he's fucking hot in this movie. He's fucking hot as shit. It's crazy. Fine as hell. Yeah. Fine as hell. Muscles on point. I mean, Mm -hmm. and he's just, first of all, when he and Hobbs got into that uh, little scuffle, Mm -hmm. he got the first punch. I respected that. You know, I was like, okay. And he got the last wrench. He got the last wrench in that one, too. The last wrench. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, Vin, you've done it again. And his face, his wrench face is incredible, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Not the wrench face. Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. It's really, really good. No, it's not about that face. The the only face you need to remember of Vince's in this movie is, no, you won't. At the end. (laughs) He does a lot of lip acting. I'll admit, he does a lot with his lips. But, you know... (laughs) I know I've decried Vin sometimes too for being a little too cloudy in his, in terms of you know what he's what he's bringing to the screen. Mm-hmm. Got hot lips in this movie. 
<laughs> I love that you guys noticed that. Yeah, you don't need muscle definition if you've got moist puckers. You're beautiful. It's true. It's true. Puckery lips. Now he's just, yeah. No, yeah. Vin. Um, Vin is like the more toned down version of the rock that I think. Yeah. That's more my speed. I agree. And I just like his aura, his energy. You know, he just seems like a wholesome dude, you know? He really does. He just wants to bring joy to the world, whatever medium that comes from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whether it's uh, Fast and Furious movies or Bloodshot movies or Riddick movies or song, through song, you know, that weird ass Vin Diesel song that came out last year. (laughs) That was great. Mm-hmm. He has a song. Oh, he has a song. B. No, oh. please don't tell me he's rapping. No, no, no. just clarify. Like okay, it's like a dance track. It's like a kind of chill dance track. What? That he's yeah. where he lists off the days of the week. It's like Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he really. It's it's something. <laughs> Okay, send me the link. Drop me the link. I'll send you this song, B, after this podcast. It's incredible. Please do. Uh, All right. So my number one. Yes. My number one was Elsa Pataki. Oh! For me, the movie doesn't happen unless she's in it. Because if you subtract her character, exactly. All you have is a uh, Vin Diesel rock movie, and they're just plowing around in Rio. And it's just like a, you know. Buff guy movie. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think Elsa Pataki ties everything together. She's what makes Reyes mean and Dom soft. And she's what makes um, The Rock's sort of character even remotely acceptable is that sort of she's there to bounce Push that back out. a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Wow. I respect, I respect that choice. I yeah, I wasn't choice. expecting that from you with no? your number three choice, but you <laughs> hey, know you, you, know. you kind of came back around on this one, Daryl. Kind of. I think that's wild, man. You got a wild list. You know, come through with a mixed bag, you know. It's yeah. What, it's what the people want. <laughs> really mixed. Keep us on our toes, Daryl. Keep us on our toes. Appreciate it. Um, I think you're right. Like, she is the sort of connective tissue between the two groups, right? That ultimately is going to have to bring them together. Um, uh, all right, recap, recap, oh, yeah, list? recap, recap list. All right, mine the top five are Don Omar and Tego Calderon as Leo and Santos, Elsa Pataki as Elena, number four. Number three is Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Luke Hobbs, which I want to say one thing about this. When he gets off the plane and starts talking to that other guy, the guy's like, Where's Agent that? Hobbs, Agent Hobbs. And he's like, Luke. Like, call me Luke. <laughs> Nobody in this entire franchise ever calls him Luke. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Even though that was his name. Yeah. His name is Agent Lieutenant Luke Hobbs. He doesn't Luke, look like a Luke. Luke Roberta Hobbs. Yeah. Luke Roberta. I guess his. Luke Rebecca Hobbs. Luke Rebecca Hobbs. <laughs> His mom, I think the only person in the franchise who calls him that is his mom when they go to Samoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not cute. My manager's name is Luke, by the way, and does not look like The Rock. So that's the only <laughs> Luke that comes to my mind. Okay. Did The Rock sort of maybe notch down a little bit in your mind? You don't have to. I don't want to get you in trouble at work. Yeah. <laughs> Mum's the word. Yeah. Hey. I bet Luke's just a super-duper guy. Uh, Okay, my number two is Joaquim de Almeria as Reyes. And number one, Vincent Diesel, a.k.a. Mark Sinclair, as Dom Mm -hmm. Toretto. I got five and six, uh, Jordana Brewster, a.k.a. Mia and Unborn Jack. Four, Gal Gadot, Giselle. Uh, Three, good old dog. Matt Schultz as Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Joaquin Dalmeida. And number one, Elspataki as I actually thought the craziness of my 
Hubs and Shaw list top five could not be top. Like I thought that was going to be like this dumbest, craziest list that we put together for this cycle. I you might have you might have that's great. That's yeah. a crazy list, bro. <laughs> What was your list for that, Nick? You and I oh. probably might not know all the names, but I, I do want to know, just for the record. Yeah. Uh, hang tight. I got to, like, pull it up. My top five for Hobbs and Shaw. Ke- well, I, I start off with a list because I forgot Kevin Hart was in the movie. Oh, yeah. So I'll give you my what? revised one once I remembered Kevin Hart was in the movie. Uh, okay, now I really need to see this. Uh, yeah, he, he's good in that movie, <laughs> like big time. Is he? Yeah. All right, he number five is Kevin Hart uh, as Agent Dinkle Dinkles Dink- uh, Dinkley. Not Dinkley. Angel. They Dinkley. did not call him Agent Dinkle. How are they going to see him like <laughs> I that? Think I think they did. And what is he four eleven? That's not fair. Yeah. That's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna call him Dinkle, and he's short. I, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's poor. I think he's like a five-five. Is Kevin Hart five-five? Oh, he's did I just big. violate him by calling? Yeah, him? He's, he's not okay. He's very might have committed short. a crime. You might have committed a crime. I really thought he was like under five feet. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I saw Kevin Hart once perform at my high school, and he was small. And I was smaller then, so it was a little hard to tell. But I think mm-hmm. he was over five feet. I saw okay. him playing. Um, wow. I saw like a clip of him playing in like a celebrity basketball game. Mm-hmm. He's he's very small compared to normal sized humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a short guy. Um, right. Number four is Isa Gonzalez as Madame M. Uh, number three is Cliff Curtis as Jonah Hobbs. Number. Two is Isris Elba as Brixton. Uh, yeah, the man. Uh, and number one is Vanessa Kirby as Hattie Shaw. Okay. Only person yeah. I know is Idris. Yeah. On that list. Is it Idris? And Agent Dinkle. Is it Idris or Idris? I actually don't know. I don't even know. How do I say it? Idris. I say Idris. Yeah. It could be it. I don't know. All I know is, you know, he's also fine. Yeah, also so, fucking And a great hot. actor. <laughs> and a really He's good so actor. hot. And he should really be James Bond, you know. Yeah. But that's a whole other conversation. I think he's maybe too old. That's how I feel at this point. They could make him look young. I mean, yeah. he could still do it, you know. I don't think he's too old. Mm-hmm. You know, with CGI, all these. I mean, what was that movie, that four-hour movie that just came out with Al Pacino, was it Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, the Irish? Oh, the fucking Irishman where they <laughs> blurred their faces till they were unrecognizable. Exactly. I would not <laughs> want that to happen to Idris. I wouldn't want it to happen to the man. You know, right. I like him too much. Right, not that quality because that was that was terrible what they did. But you know, yeah. they could do a little little something. I think there was buzz about Idris like 10, I remember like 10 years ago there was buzz about Idris and I was like, that is a fucking great choice. But then they just kept paying fucking Daniel Craig to, to do his also like super old Bond bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and he also doesn't want to do it. Daniel Craig has tried to quit so many times. It's Let him crazy. go. That's Let him true. go. Let him get out of that contract and get somebody else in there. Oh, does anyway. he still have another movie left? Yeah, it was supposed yeah, to release in out. 2020. Yeah. Oh, actually, messed yeah. Up, messed up our Fast and Furious schedule. Yeah, it really did mess up our Fast and Furious. Although I think they pushed it again after that, too. I think it's like the end of this year now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's <driving me> nuts. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, got I was just thinking about it today. I, I was just thinking it. about it today. I was like, oh, my God, it's February. It's like, am I going to get a Fast and the Furious movie in a couple months In like here? two months? Maybe. Maybe. Is the answer. Oh, that's exciting, guys. Yeah. Can't wait for that episode. The review. I can't wait to have something new to talk about. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward uh, to that. Shots on that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped for the new Bond, too. That lady from 
that Captain Marvel movie. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's going to be like a new double O. And I'm kind of pumped for that. I like her. Situation. I like that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I know who you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I know her name. Mm-hmm. It escapes. She's me. the Captain. Mar- yes, she's the Captain Marvel. Right? She Is that who plays her about? like Brie Larson. No, it's Brie, not Larson. Brie Larson. It's not Brie oh. Larson. But Brie Larson is Captain Marvel, but she's not the person in the new James Bond movie. The person huh. in the new James Bond movie is her uh, airplane fighter pilot friend, um. who's like house. They go chill out for a while. I can't remember her name. I see Daryl's looking it up. You looking it up, Daryl? I'm trying to. This is enticing, beautiful mm. audio. This is what podcasting's mm. all about. Is like listening to Daryl look up IMDb research. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Sorry, these pictures are too small. Do you have anything you need to talk about Fast Five before we move to shoutouts? Uh, overall, mm-hmm. um, from start to finish, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was a good movie. I think this was a good one for me to join in on. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I know there's going to be things that I, there were some things I thought were just so silly, Mm -hmm. um, in the movie, but they escape me now, but they'll come back. Oh, okay. So, all right. When they were ambushed. And, you know, The Rock lost all his dudes. I mean, I have an idea why. But, like, you know, the black dude, I'm sorry, I just have to call it out. Like, the black dude who was, like, struggling to get out of the, one of the cars, Mm -hmm. you know. He was going to make it. The Rock was going to save him. And then just two random grenades, grenades, you know, just right next to him. I was like, the car is already turned over, you know. Like, whoever's there. You had like 10 men come down with guns anyway. I mean, they would have killed whoever was there. So why? Like, why? But like, I know why. It's a movie, dramatic effect. You know, we had to make sure The Rock was the only one left. But like... He's got to lose his team. The team we right. haven't met. We don't really know their... I think that guy's... The guy who gets grenaded is named Wilco? Is that Wilco? Scattershot? <laughs> Wilco? Stutterstep? Flex Pie, maybe there's one named <laughs> Magpie. Magpie, yes. Uh, no, we don't know their names, but it gives Rock the like understanding about how Reyes is so bad and like gives him some vengeance towards Reyes to help the team out. I, I get it. I mean, I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. I just thought it was like, okay. And the way they fell, it was just like, doop, doop. Justice like, for okay. Wilco, you know, Will Wilsclo. They had that whole Justice for Han campaign. Let's get mm-hmm. Wilco back in, in, in these movies, you know? Because Let's do it. Bring back Wilco. Yeah. Letty came back. Letty came back. You know, Han's coming back. So can't wait. I don't see why not. Is he really? Oh, see, yeah. I don't. I I I don't know these things, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna catch up. For, now I feel like I have to. For nine. He's coming back for nine. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, should we do shout-outs? We do yeah. a quick round. B, have you been briefed on the shout-out situation? Um, yeah. So Daryl told me it could be a person, a mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. you know, service, whatnot. Uh, do want to just shout-out my... Very close cousin, um, slash little sister, uh, Dylan. Um, she is an artist, London-based uh, musician. Um, she goes by Dylan Allura. Look her up on Instagram, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all the you know Whoa. streaming services. Um, she's a great musician, plays guitar, piano, all the stuff. Um, was in a band for many, many years. So just check her out. She's uh, up and coming. And uh, yeah, that's my little sis. That's awesome. What kind of music does she play or perform or create? 
So her kind of genre, I don't know if you're familiar with like Georgia Smith or um, who's also a London uh, or British artist. Um, Who else could I kind of compare her to? Uh, Do you know uh, Mariah the Scientist? Okay. (laughs) Okay, well. No, I do not. Well, I am a music uh, I don't know. Very, I don't listen to music very much, and I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I'm very. My knowledge of music is, especially contemporary music, is just like fucking fucked. It's all good. I mean, she's influenced um, by Lana Del Rey, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Rage Against the Machine. Um, I used to I listen to Rage Against the Machine when I was like, yeah, 13 years hell old. yeah. 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 I mean, we still do, but yes, shout out Rage. Um, uh, And then she listens to a lot of like hardcore metal, you know, like she's influenced by all of that. that. So she's, she's, yeah, her music is really, it's, it's really, really unique. And um, just wanted to to give her that shout out because she's great. Love her. And I'm just ready to be invited to the Grammys, you know. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With her, Get you on. know, like I'm Get just gonna on. be there. I'm there for the parties. Yeah. I'm just really going for the parties. Yeah. So. Um, absolutely. I've always, my whole life has been about looking for an entourage to become a part of. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like trying to guess which one of my friends is gonna become famous, <laughs> and I get to be in their entourage. That's all. Exactly. You know? That that's literally it. You know, mm-hmm. make your millions, and then I can just quit work and kind of yeah. just live off of. Your success. That is, that is. Yeah. You'll be like Turtle. <laughs> turtle. Yeah. Or some Air Forces. Wait, uh, I'm can sorry, you what's say, Turtle? Can you say her name again, just for the, like, the posterity? Yes. So people can yes. Look her up? Dylan. Yes. It is Dylan Allura. Um, that's Allura with two L's. Cool. I will check it out. Cool. And I yeah. encourage everybody else listening to this pod. Which unfortunately be is not very many people. <laughs> <laughs> to, to coach I'm gonna promote this episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. I awesome. think I think we're definitely gonna be better off uh after this podcast listening and enjoying Dylan Allura's music. You're gonna be worse off listening to uh uh Vin Diesel's music. This, yeah, for this, sure. The trade off yeah, here both, is well, definitely in our have favor. Given each other the gift of music recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to appreciate this recommendation from y'all. I don't want this to influence how I feel about my it's beloved Vin. Tra- no, I'll say this. It's a good track. It's a good track. It's not a good track. It's right. I was about to say. Is no. that, do you listen to it often? I, yeah, I do. I listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't it's wait to vibe. hear this. It's a good vibe. Uh, all right. I'm going to go... I got a shout out this week. I got an anti shout out this week, Daryl. Mm-hmm. To like a sort of institution, sort of a thing that's sort of a worldwide problem, I think. I want to give an anti shout out to work bathroom stalls. Oh. Okay. I don't understand. Office buildings, why they feel like like the guys putting in the work bathroom stalls and they put the door on and there's like a two-inch fucking gap in the work bathroom stall and they're like, hey, it's fine. <laughs> They'll get over it, okay? I would like in my life a room I could just go into at work. You know what I mean? Like just have a nice, beautiful room where I can do my business. In the morning, you know, just have a little quiet, nice little 10, 15 minutes at work, okay, <laughs> and get my business done. That's all I'm asking for. But I'm constantly like, I'm on my phone, I'm like, is somebody coming in the bathroom? Are they going to see me on the pooping? I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's like the most terrifying shit I take all week. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's one of those things where, like, all right. Schools, like public parks, mm-hmm. of course. Put those in the put those in the bathroom. Like nobody's paying for these. These are right. probably going to get destroyed. But I, like, I don't. It, I'm not going to poop at a school. 
I'm yeah. not going to poop in a park. What are you crazy? The children are yeah, the children are going to do a bad job anyway. Like yeah. just make this as horrible of experience as possible they don't so know they what leave the doing. bathroom. Yeah. But in they haven't become situation. professionals yet. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm we're, saying? We're professionals, okay? We're professionals. In a business setting, you you generate let's call it millions of dollars for this yeah. organization. Uh-huh. Make this the nicest. Make this bathroom nicer than my home bathroom because 100%. I'm going to spend way more time here anyway. 100%. And listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it at home. If I'm good at something, never do it for free, Daryl. You know? <laughs> like, that's my motto. Okay? So, I'm going to take my 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Sometimes I'm going to stretch it to 25. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I would like to do it in, a, in, in an inviting, contained, private area. And that's all I'm going to say. It that's should be at least... Say. At the level of like a Bloomingdale's. Does Bloomingdale's have good bathrooms? Wow. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Nice, man. The nicest, like, mall bathroom. Bees, like, uh, (laughs) right away was They're pretty nice. We just need bidets and then it'll be on point. That's what we need more of in this country are bidets in public restrooms. My brother is like a bidet evangelist. I'm (laughs) so sick of it. <laughs> Every I time I talk to these guys, Wait. yeah. But do you guys use bidets? Have you used a bidet in my life or on yes. a regular basis? In well, my life, yes. Life. I had an accident when I was twelve years old at my friend Sam Raiden's house, and his parents had a bidet, and I pressed the button, and my pants got all wet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not now that fun. you're asking about it. <laughs> yes, I had to go home. <laughs> that does not count. Not, sorry, I had to wear Sam Raritan's pants, which were too small, and I felt really uncomfortable. So, yeah, I've used a bidet, B. Shout out your yeah. friend's parents. Um, yeah. No, you have, you have, you really, both of you? Wait, Daryl, have you? Uh, basically, no. I went to my friend Craig's parents' house <laughs> one time, and we played with this bidet, and it, like, we got in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Why am I getting a feeling that both of you just don't want to admit? Like, if you had used it, you don't want to admit this one because you don't want to admit, you know, the process of you know what had happened to you. Like, what I did use one in like my adulthood, drive? like maybe a couple of years ago. Does it dry you? Okay, too. It doesn't dry you. It's just it get no, it really dry wet. you. But you know, it doesn't need to dry you because it's like a nice little spritz. And then no, you- that's <laughs> not been my experience. No, that has not no, been my experience. No, no, no. Uh-uh. no. That thing is a, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a violent garden hose, <laughs> totally unhinged. Wait, no, it's not be, unhinged. I, I mean, it, it, oh it's my a God. water. I'm like it's, tearing up. it's not a little, it's not a little, like, it's way more than a water fountain's worth of strength coming out of that thing. So every bidet is not the same. Let's just start oh, by okay. saying that. Okay. There are multiple settings, at least there should be, you mm-hmm. know, from very light to very, you know, intense, depending on, you know, how much business you did. Um, but generally, if you do just a little bit, it feels really nice. Yeah, I'm sure it feels nice, but then, like, my, I'm going to live with a pit of fear in my stomach for the rest of the day. I need a clean, bill of, I need a clean bill of health before I leave that stall. You know? I need to make sure everything's taken care of. And this a bidet takes care of it. All right. All right. So you're telling me you feel cleaner. Or that you would feel cleaner just, you know, going about your business using a dry, you know, half-ply piece of toilet paper. <laughs> well, this is the other part Versus... of the anti-shout The toilet paper is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> better toilet paper, it's people. Always, it's always half-ply. Like, it's we half can't even ply. get, like, one ply, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. We need two-ply minimum, you know, um, or a bidet. Just give me a bidet. I'll take that any day. Um, All right, B is a guys. bidet believer. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, on the next pod, you guys should each, you know, before the next pod, you both should try a bidet 
I don't even and know then, where. I don't even know, know where I would go. Like, my friends Craig's would. parents told me not to come back and play with the bidet anymore. I don't know where I would go and buy one <laughs> if I wanted I couldn't to. Couldn't even. I have to, would have to text Sam Reardon and see if he's still <laughs> a alive. B his parents are still alive, and C they still had a bidet. Right. It would be comfortable for me coming over using it in a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> so yes, no, you guys should just buy one. Yeah. On Amazon, they do have attachments for regular. They have a, They do exactly. There's one called the Tushy. Yeah. Mm. You know um, that I hear is very you know highly reviewed. Um, so I don't know. You guys All should right. try it out at some point. You know, try it out and maybe give us a review. I'll be looking forward to that. Daryl, I'm giving you an assignment. Uh huh. You know how <laughs> I have like the the, the scooter scat segment on the spot. Sometimes you got to have bidet beat. That's it. You got to get a bunch of bidets and review them. All right. Daryl, give us your shout-out. Come on. Uh, unfortunately, my shout-out this week is a snack food after all of our toilet talk over here. But uh, this snack – oh, yeah, that's okay. So I uh, I just – I got here to Vermont. We ate a table full of snacks over here, mm-hmm. and I had this product called Duck Roulette. Duck, duck Roulette. It's very similar to pate. Lean duck meat, emulsified butter, duck fat, gelatin. And it looks like uh, pate is very thick. It has kind of mm-hmm. like the livery like look to it. This mm-hmm. looks more kind of like creamy fat with more shredded duck bits in it. Yum. And it was a little bit cold when we started, but as it started to get closer and closer to room temperature, it was beautiful. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. And it had it didn't have sort of like the the characteristic um, kind of like I'm gonna call it chalky livery texture mm-hmm. of pate. It was more just yeah, uh, meat plus like nice smooth. Fat. I'm a pate person, you know. Yeah, you know. But this product, duck roulette, is superior to pate. Oh, it's a big, very nice. It's a big uh, Okay, Daryl, fancy. I got my Robert De Niro face on for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but, uh, I'm skeptical, but I will try to get a hold of some somehow here. Maybe. I don't know how. Yeah, where does one find this duck roulette? Roulette. It's R-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. I don't know. Jess ordered Rillette. it. Rillette. Rillette. Yeah, she ordered I'll it. I'll look it we, up. Yeah. We get like a box of just bread and charcuterie and different yeah. kind of appetizer stuff. We got one of those boxes for our trip. Is this, a, she released, is this a subscription-based charcuterie no. box service? No. It's not. Okay. Not a subscription. Oh. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. We use this, I don't know. I think it's called Chef, Chef's Collective. Mm-hmm. Double shout out, I guess, but they do kind of restaurant sourcing of stuff. And during the pandemic, they started doing direct to consumer. So the quality is very high. I take no credit for finding or ordering any of this stuff. It was all Jess. No one was going to give you any. Shout out hey. Jess. But yeah, I ate it and Jess. it was very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Okay. Well, if you want to get a little taste of what life is like on our social media <laughs> you can find us at Twitter on Twitter on tw- at Twitter or on Twitter. I don't know the vernacular at Nolt Podcast N O L T T Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. No one likes a tuna podcast. We have an email. No one likes a tuna podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us uh, five stars on Amazon. Nope. We're definitely not on Amazon. <laughs> That's false. <laughs> I'm the worst at this. Um, what is it? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, any other podcast snatcher you got? Uh, are we on Tidal? I don't think so. No, no. Are you guys on YouTube? No. We sort of started a channel, and we're going to put up some videos, but it was a pain in the ass, and we decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that would be cool. Yeah. If you guys uh, put your videos up on YouTube, maybe, you know? Hey, maybe I'll throw this one up. Show the cool people a little face. Yeah. 
Yeah, my I'm web, down. My cool. webcam was broken for like that a is year. also true. Daryl's so. webcam oh, okay. uh, for a while. So it was you, Daryl. Yeah, it was Daryl. You're the one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Am I done with the thing? B, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, yeah. For your social media or your, I don't know. Oh, uh, my social is so low key, but okay. hey, if you guys want to follow me, um, I'm at the bald blonde. I'm not really bald or blonde anymore, um, but keeping that handle. Um, and also, shout out to Austin, uh, Texas. I just went to Austin um, last week. Um, first time in Texas, first time in Austin. It was dope. Um, had a really good time. The weather was on point. Um, saw the Tesla Terra factory in the flesh. Whoa. Um, there are some things that I cannot discuss live on the pod, Whoa. but I can wow. talk to you guys about privately, yeah. um, because I'd like to keep my job. <laughs> cool. Um, don't it. want Elon to fire me, but, um, Mm-mm. I will say going to see you know, like the size of, you know, the facilities that we're building. I mean, it's and like how much land we own down there. It's, uh, it's pretty insane. That's cool. Like, um, I'm excited. Yeah. I can see yeah. myself moving to Austin. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, we're going to go. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and B, thank you so much again for coming on. This was like the most fun we've had in a while thanks guys you guys are a lot of fun again it's such an honor so uh yeah keep it going guys we unfortunately will we will <laughs> <laughs>